It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 2-2 to Gurriel. Curveball, and that's served in the left field. Bizarro to his left. He's there, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. Now, another Astros podcast. Texas Rangers hold the Astros to just two hits as the Astros fall tonight by a final of 6-1. to one. Astros have now lost five of their last six. Rangers have won four in a row. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros manager A.J. Hench. Astros getting set for game two of this series against the Rangers lost last night and uh, first of all good news with Joe Musgrove coming off the DL and obviously a little bit limited since it was his first start in a couple of weeks but uh, four and two-thirds innings gave up two runs and and, and looked uh, pretty good all things considered. He did it was nice to see him come back and and you know when our rotation has gone through their injuries that it has getting getting a returnee is a nice uh, breath of fresh air so I, I thought he was sharp given that he'd been off a couple weeks uh, for him to get Almost through five innings at 75 pitches, which is, was the hard line that we drew uh, not to take him over, ha- having been down for a couple weeks. It's, it was nice to see him out there competing. Meanwhile, you Darvish on the mound for the Rangers and uh, about as good as he's looked, certainly in, in the last couple of years against the Astros, only only allowed one hit over seven innings. It was a struggle to really get anything going against him. Yeah, it's the best I've ever seen him in person. You know, I, I think he's got that capability uh, every time he goes out on the mound, but uh, had his good breaking ball, both breaking balls going. He had a pretty good fastball, was moving all over the place. He he hovered around the strike zone and, and was in total command of, of most at-bats. So it was uh, an art in pitching on, on how to disrupt timing and how to how to show his plus stuff across the board, and he was in complete control of the game. Josh Reddick came out of yesterday's game, crashing into the outfield wall on the on the Joey Gallo RBI triple, uh, said it was a, a mild concussion, not on the lineup today. What's Reddick's status? You know, he's he's uh, still seeing the doctors and being evaluated, you know, for his concussion symptoms. Um, he's unlikely to play tonight. He's not going to go on the DL at this point. We'll, we'll determine over the next couple of days if if he's going to miss significant time. But uh, scary when you start running into walls and, and he goes all out all the time. And it doesn't surprise me that he did that. But um, still feeling a little bit of the of the of the symptoms of having a concussion. He needs to see the doctors get cleared before he can play. Brad Peacock on the mound today, and because of the injury to Nick McCullers, wound up moving Peacock up starting on, on four days rest uh, through 76 pitches, I believe it was, on Friday against the Angels uh, and only went three innings, so obviously makes it a little easier for him to, to make the start today, but going to be a little more limited, I'd imagine, than an average starter would be on four days. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, I think, like always, it depends on how efficient he is. We like him to go as deep as he can, and and, and give us the five or six innings that we need to get out of our starters. We've had a hard time doing that and, and really tax the bullpen. So, um, you know, getting ahead of these hitters is going to be key. I think Peacock's got some history with some of these guys uh, where he's going to have to change his approach to, to how he's pitched Beltre or how he's pitched Odor. But, um, you know, for the most part, getting into the game a little cleaner is going to be important for us so we can play with a lead. How big is it? I mean, any pitcher, it's fastball command, but we saw Peacock didn't have it in that last start against the Angels. It seems like when you look at his better outings this year, that's that's been a big key for him. 
It is, and, and it is for most pitchers, but specifically for Peacock, you know, he's, he gets he relies so much on his put away breaking ball and his slider, uh, both curveball and slider. So it, it to get the hitter in swing mode, to get him into uncomfortable counts is key. Uh, if he continues to spray the ball and, and hitters get into hitters counts, it's just it's advantage hitter, and that doesn't matter really what pitcher it is. It's it's that way for the most part. So. Uh, this is a free-swinging club across the way. We, we've got to be able to throw them strikes when we want to and, and pitch ahead. A.J. Hench, thanks for joining us. Got it. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network. Hanging out in the uh, clubhouse today with Ken Giles ahead of the second game of this series with the Texas Rangers. And obviously it's a rival with these Texas Rangers team, and you guys have played better against them this year. But do you feel the, the fans here at Minute Maid Park and the passion they have to beat this team? I mean, I, I mean, it's a great rivalry. It's just a great, it's just great baseball overall. I think everybody just wants to see great, great game between us, yeah. and they just want to see that spark. And I mean, you don't get a lot of teams that are from the same state have a big rivalry in the yeah. same division. So I mean, it's great for the fan base, and everybody has a great time with it. You know, and I, I would imagine a lot of relief pitchers would like to throw out a couple of games a year. There's always going to be a couple during the course of the year. You had one probably in Kansas City. Do you feel like you learned something from that game as far as your repertoire and how you want to mix up your pitches? I mean, every every day I'm learning something new, yeah. and I'm always learning from my past mistakes no matter what the cause is. If that's just putting a little bit more uh, more focus on my slider command or just getting a little bit more bite on my slider, I'm going to do it. I mean, you know, I'm going to stay consistent with it and not just be a one-time thing and, just, and then just put it away. Yeah. I'm going to go out there and then um, I watch video on guys I struggle with. I'm trying to figure out how to get guys out that uh, the, as a team we're having trouble getting out and I'll be able to make, uh, make sure I know the notes and everything I need to shut that guy down. As a, as a new dad and your son's less than a year old now, and we'll get to your dad in just a little bit. Is there a little more appreciation for your dad now being a dad, knowing how much it takes? <laughs> I mean, I've always uh, been grateful for my father and him always being there in my life and pushing me to be the greatest man that I can be. That's all he asked for is be the great person and a great husband, a great father to my my own family and just be out there and just be blessed with what I, what I have and what I can provide for my family, and I'm always grateful for that. It's impressive when you're a baseball player, though, to go home and have enough energy. It, with all the energy you expend at the ballpark, to go home and have the patience <laughs> and the energy to keep up with those guys are so active. Yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's where the daddy strength comes into play. There's always <laughs> that extra tank inside you that, that fills up when you become that father. You always have yeah. you, It's like an imaginary uh, energy tank you have inside you that's always conce- uh, conserving energy for your little ones no matter what the cause is. And Kenny, last question. With Father's Day coming up, is there one special memory you remember about your dad, whether it's playing catch or just a certain game or anything that you guys did growing up? I mean, just uh, probably every day. Just every day was a, an adventure with him. I was right. always with him. And, um, my pa- both my parents worked. I mean, my dad's a teacher, so I went to the same school he did for my elementary, so he was always there for me. Awesome. And, um, and my parents were always there for me. And then, but probably the most thing is just playing catch with my dad. It didn't. It wasn't much of catch when I got older. It ended up playing fetch most of the time <laughs> because he couldn't see the ball because how hard I throw now. And um, but you know what he did. He uh, saw what I wanted to do in my life, and he yeah. did anything cause that means just sitting on a bucket with no catching gear on or anything, taking shots off the shins. Hit. I mean, the greatest memory I have of his of uh, just throwing bullpen and 
He had no no shin guards, no nothing. Just sat on a bucket with the catcher's mitt. Just worry about. And him. just I <laughs> smoked him in the shin, and then for him to try to forget the pain, he just slaps himself in the face with the, his own catcher's mitt to forget about the pain and tough it out and get the ball, throw it back. And I mean, he's taken a lot of shots from me, and uh, I'm always grateful for that. So he changed the pain from his shin to his face. Yeah, pretty much. Just forget about the pain; it doesn't hurt, kind of thing. And uh, the sad part is, I kind of built up from, I learned that from him whenever something hurts on me I try to smack somewhere else make the <laughs> take my mind off it no matter what the cause was but I mean, but funny. we have we both have high pain tolerance but I mean there's a reason for that there you go there you go that's uh, Ken Giles thanks for catching up and uh, happy Father's Day to you and your dad hey thank you you too this has been a production and whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.